Hi everyone, welcome back to In Bloom Podcast, or welcome if you are new. My name is Abby Aslan, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode because I feel like it's something I get asked about a lot, but I never have really talked much about it just because I feel like there's already a lot of content kind of surrounding this topic out there in the world. So I thought it would take like a little bit of a different approach to it. So we're basically going to be talking about how kind of like unconventional advice for how I manage my like nine to five and my side hustle as a content creator and everything like that. And granted, some of the stuff I say, you probably have heard me talk about before, like in other episodes, but that's just kind of how it is. It's like, I have things that are tried and true for me. So I'm sharing those for me personally. This is not a one size fits all type of thing. And you really have to just try things to figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So many people get so obsessed with figuring out they need the perfect method to balance a lot of things and have this perfect plan but the reality is is you just have to like try a bunch of different stuff see what works for you see what doesn't work for you but if you sit there and just try to be so meticulous with your plan for creating more time in your schedule and having like really good balance and everything like that you're more than likely just going to end up freezing and never trying it to begin with because you're going to be so obsessed with making sure you have the method perfect when in reality you following someone else's method to a T probably isn't going to be what's best for you. And it's more so probably going to be a combination of a lot of different things that you hear from other people and that you've tried yourself at the end of the day. And I've been doing this for, well, I've been a content creator for, gosh, five years now. In March, it was five years. So I've been a content creator for a while. Um, I've been making like good money off of it for about like three and a half, four years, I'd say. Um, or actually it's probably been like three years, but, um, that's when I like actually started charging like proper rates for all of my, uh, numbers and everything like that. But yeah, I just thought I'd give like unconventional advice, um, things that you probably wouldn't typically hear. And some things are a little bit conventional, but some things aren't because I think that this episode could come off in a very like hustle hard girl boss, no days off type of way. And that's not like the message I'm trying to give at all, because trust me, I've been there and I've done that um, with balancing school, a part-time job with school and content creating. I was very much bought into the hustle culture and just no days off, always, you know, working on something. And I had a big shift in grad school where I just got like super burnout and I learned how important it was to prioritize rest. So I'll be talking about that too in this episode, but kind of in a different light. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. But before we get started, let's start with a quote, goal, and gratitude. My quote for this week is from Tumblr. And I feel like I've had one similar to this before. I don't really know. I've done so many quotes at this point, but I don't think that I've done this exact quote. Hopefully it wasn't one I did recently, but I don't think it was. Um, It is from tumblr like i said and it says the best part of being authentic is that there is no image to maintain you will delight some and disturb others and none of it will concern the truth of your being i love this quote because i am really 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 trying to be as authentic as possible um after living a life that has just sort of mirrored the people around me and morphing myself to fit the perfect student in my professor's eyes or fit, you know, the ideal, you know, 
daughter for my family or whatever. Like just always trying to be the best blank I can be. Um, and living that way, I traded a lot of authenticity and I've been really trying to step into that more and just being kind of like unapologetically myself and not being so caught up in, you know, what I may look like to others or how others may perceive me and just truly be authentically me. And I just love this because it's a great reminder that, you know, some people will, you know, really enjoy you and your presence and others aren't. And that's literally just life. Like you cannot please everyone. And just because someone doesn't, you know, jive well with you or isn't a good fit with your personality or they just aren't interested in you as a person, whether that's friendship, relationship, whatever, if you're being authentically you, it doesn't have anything to do with you really. I mean, unless you're like literally just being a horrible person, but um, it's not going to concern the truth if you are like the quote says. So I just really like that quote. It was a good reminder for me as I struggle with just being as authentic as I possibly can. And my goal for this week is to get some appointments scheduled. Um, so I finally got a hair appointment scheduled. Haven't gotten my hair cut since early January, which is tragic. Um, that's how I used to be like in high school. I would only go like every six months, I feel like, and in college. And then I started to be better about going like every four months. But I finally got a hair appointment scheduled. So I'm so excited to get my hair trimmed because it desperately needs it. Don't really know if I'm doing anything like color-wise yet. I had a gloss on my hair in January, so my hair was like a lot darker. But I don't think I'm going to go like, I don't, I might do a gloss, but I don't think it's going to be like as deep or as dark. And I don't really want to deal with highlights because they're just expensive and I hate the maintenance of it. And I think I really, really liked my hair when I had like few highlights in it when I first got it done and like, I think it was December 2019 was when I first got like really light baby lights in my hair. And I really liked that. And then I got a little bit more later that summer, I think. And I ended up adding like a lot more highlights each time I went because that's kind of what happens as you start doing like putting color in your hair. You're like, oh, I want more. I want more. And I eventually had like just a lot of blonde highlights in my hair. And it looked great when it was styled, but I ended up not really like loving how it looked after a little while um and I didn't love how it looked when my hair was natural so it was just like frustrating but I part of me wanted like some baby lights again for the summer but I was just like I do not feel like going through that all over again so I don't think I'm gonna do that it's probably just gonna be a gloss to just like refresh my color because my hair is honestly kind of like red right now especially in the sun um but it's just because of the highlights I did have and just having the gloss on top of it the highlights are like really coming through and pulling is red now um so I don't know what I'm going to do, but I finally got the hair appointment scheduled, but I need to make a gynecologist appointment as well. I feel like there aren't that many gynecologists in Houston that are women because um, I just, I would prefer, that's my preference to go to a woman. Um, I was looking the other day and I was like, okay, I feel like there's not that many people coming up on the map and I'm like looking like, I mean, within like a 20 minute, 20 mile radius of myself, which that's like pretty big in a big city. And I just, like, was struggling to find somewhere that, like, had availability. And the earliest availability is, like, in the middle of the day in August. And I'm just, like, gosh, having a 9 to 5 and, like, going to appointments is the most annoying thing ever. I wished that there was, like, I was telling my boyfriend this. I was, like, I wish there was one day a month that everyone could take, like, that everyone was allotted where it was like your appointment day or it'd be even better if it was like one day a week and it could be like your chore day like your laundry running to the grocery store 
um, you know, getting things done around the house, like cleaning and appointments, like getting those out of the way for a week instead of it being five days of work and doing a four-day work week. That would be so incredible. That would, like, actually change lives. I mean, for sure. But anyways, I think even one day a month just to, like, allow people to, like, go to the dentist if it's their time to go to the dentist or, you know, like, and some people have to go to, like, way more points than other. Like, I'm so fortunate to have and be in good health to where, like, I only go to the dentist twice a year. Um, I go to my gynecologist once a year. I haven't been since December of 2020. December of 2020, I think. So I really need to go because it's been like a year and a half. Um, But fortunately, you know, I just do that annual checkup. I, you know, get my hair done twice a year and um, that kind of stuff. But I think of people who, you know, maybe they just have to go to the doctor for other reasons to check in with their health and like how much of a burden it is to like go to the doctor frequently when you have a nine to five because it's like doctor's hours are also nine to five and it's just like, frustrating to have to like take your time off to you know deal with that stuff I don't know it would just be really nice if there was one day a month where like everyone could do whatever appointments they needed and get them out of the way and that kind of thing um and you could like choose which day it was so that like everybody wasn't doing it on the same day you know I don't know just just random little thoughts from me after having one hard kombucha by the pool this afternoon I'm literally not even tipsy in the slightest because I drank that like three hours ago but (laughs) you know I just had to throw it in there um but I need to make my gynecologist appointment and I got the hair appointment done, like I said, and I really, I inquired about a dentist appointment, but I need to solidify an actual day because um, it's time for me to go to the dentist as well. So that's my goal. I'm setting it for myself because if I don't, I feel like I'm not going to do it. And I have been putting off all of these things for like two months now. So it's, well, I've been putting off the gynecologist for like seven months but I've been putting off everything else for um just like two months like the dentist and getting my hair done and everything so needs to be done desperately so that's my goal for this week just something light to get done and my gratitude is that I got to see my college friend this past week she came and stayed with me with one of her friends and I got to meet one of her friends and she was incredible and had a great time with both of them and they got to meet my friend here and it was just so nice, like, having, like, my worlds collide because I love, like, when my friendships, like, are kind of, like, in one place, which it was not all of, my, all of my friends by any means, but it's really cool when, like, a friend you met somewhere meets other friends you have and everybody gets to just kind of, like, hang out, get along, whatever. Um, but I was just really grateful for that time with her because if COVID graduating during May 2020 taught me anything, it's that... Um, living far from your friends seriously sucks so I hadn't seen her since fall of 2020 yeah fall of 2020 so it had been almost two years since I'd seen her and fortunately I get to see her again next month because I'm going to Seattle to visit her for her 25th birthday Um, my boyfriend and I are both going for that so it was nice because we were able to like say bye and like know we would be seeing each other soon in a month but I'm just really grateful for that time because there are friends that I still have not seen since like my undergrad graduation, like, or when we, not even my graduation, since we left during COVID in March, 2020, like I still have friends I've not seen since then and it sucks. So I'm just extra grateful that I got to see, um, someone I don't get to see often this past week. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. My very first thing is to multitask in the right areas and people have their opinions on multitasking. Some people think it's horrible. Some people think it's great. I think it 
can be great and I think it can be horrible. It really just depends on what you're doing. So ideally, you're wanting to multitask with mindless things. So for me, when I think of how I multitask, I think of my mindless like YouTube tasks, which tend to be responding to emails, um, that kind of thing that don't really require much thought or like if my manager texts me and I need to text her back. Um, and then also like any learning, like, so if I'm, um, just wanting to like learn, for example, when I was starting a podcast, I wanted to kind of know about like how to do it. And I was watching a YouTube video or like a Skillshare video or something. And while I was watching those things, you know, maybe I was listening to them while I was commuting somewhere or listening to podcasts about starting a podcast and, um, or like having a video play while I was doing my chores, kind of just killing two birds with one stone type of thing. And I typically will multitask things that I would otherwise do in my free time with things that are mindless. So like laundry dishes and other chores, I typically will combine with watching a TV show or a YouTube video. Like for example, that's something like in college and in high school, one of my favorite things to do in my free time was watch YouTube videos and like actually sit there and pay attention to them and watch them. But as I've gotten older, you know, like I obviously don't have as much time in my day. So I've learned that rather than taking, you know, an hour or two out of my evening to do that, to watch a TV show, which sometimes I still do watch a TV show. Like I definitely do that like once a week, but just some nights, you know, instead of sitting in bed and watching YouTube videos for two hours, like say I really wanted to catch up on reading a book that night, or I wanted to go to a workout class. So I don't have as much time to do that. I will watch that YouTube video that I wanted to watch or whatever it may be while I'm putting up the dishes or cooking or folding laundry, that kind of thing. Or um, if you have phone calls to make, for example, you can definitely multitask with those as well. And like if you just, you know, are like, oh, I need to like call my mom or call my friend and catch up or whatever, you know, fold laundry while you do it. Like just knock things out. Like a lot of people I feel like live their life. Like my, the things I enjoy doing in my free time need to be like fully just those things and I need to only be doing those things and while that is important yes because it is your free time and if it's something you enjoy doing you should allow yourself to fully be doing that but there are definitely some little things that you do in your free time that you can probably combine to where you're not taking up as much time out of your day um so like if you have a podcast and you need to listen back to a podcast episode instead of like sitting there at your computer and listening to it like you know, fold your laundry or whatever it is while you're listening back to it or watch a YouTube video back. Um, And I think a lot of people think they have to give up on having any time to themselves. But if you can master multitasking the right things, you won't really have to worry about it. And like I said, you know, I like to watch TV shows or YouTube videos while I am doing chores, but I also like to do that while I plan out my podcast episodes. Like last night, I literally sat on my couch and I just had YouTube videos playing and I was planning out this podcast and it made me, it was nice because it like fulfilled my desire to like lay on the couch and watch YouTube videos, but I was still getting something done. And some people may be like really strongly against this because it's not allowing yourself to fully like rest and watch your YouTube videos that you want to watch or watch your TV shows you want to watch. But for me personally, I'm a very active rester and this just has to do with my style of resting. So this may not work for you, 
but I need some sort of stimulation when I'm resting. I cannot sit on the couch and just like watch TV all day long. I can't, I'm just very bad at at, like mindless things, I guess. Like I always need to be doing something else if I'm doing something mindless. And that could just be a habit that's ingrained for me from a lot of hustle culture over the years. But I truly just feel very bored, honestly, when I'm like doing very restful things such as literally just sitting in the bathtub, like I have to be reading a book. Um, If I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, like I can watch like an hour max and then I'm like, this is really like, I just can't stay here any longer. Um, But I don't think that it's the worst thing ever, you know, to do this if you are more of an active rester. But if you're somebody who really like needs that time and that's how you recharge, then like you need to look at other areas to multitask in. This is just me giving my example. But for example, I also just feel like I'm still giving myself plenty of quote unquote chill time to like watch these shows and YouTube videos, but I'm still getting things done that I need to get done. And as someone who works a nine to five, but also has you know, a podcast to take care of every week and a YouTube video to take care of every week and oftentimes Instagram sponsorships and responding to comments and stuff like that. I have all that stuff also going on and it's really beneficial for me to take those moments of me being chill and just do something mindless like responding to comments or planning out a podcast if it's a easier episode to plan like this one. Um, And it's not like I do this every time I sit down and watch TV or YouTube videos and such. This is just something I typically have to do probably once or twice a week instead of just sitting there watching them. Like I have to multitask once or twice a week as a result of having this, you know, side hustle and also having, um, you know, my nine to five. And another example is like, I will respond to emails for YouTube, which I don't really get that many because most stuff goes through my manager and my manager usually just texts me if she's asking me about a brand deal. Um, but if I happen to get something to my personal email instead of my like brand manager email for me that my, they have set up for me, I, sometimes I need to forward it on the her if I'm interested in it, or maybe I just need to make product selects for something things like that. I will do a lot of that type of work um, like while I'm eating breakfast and that's usually like a once a week thing. So that's the thing. Like a lot of people think that when I'm saying this that I'm saying every single morning when you eat breakfast, you can't just be present eating breakfast. You need to be responding to your emails as well. I'm not that busy with YouTube to where that's the case. Like this is literally like a once, maybe twice a week instance and then all the other mornings I try to be like very present just like allow myself to eat my breakfast and not be in like, you know, trying the multitask and just be present doing that. But it depends on how busy you are and like what exactly it is your side hustle is. And um, I think another great way to multitask is with your social time. So for example, seeing your friends that usually takes up a large chunk of time, whether it's like a weeknight or on the weekends. And that time can be very valuable as someone who has a side hustle or is trying to just be involved in a passion project. And, you know, everybody knows weekends are freaking short. They fly by. Um, you literally need an entire day to clean, get your groceries, do your laundry and all that stuff. And that leaves you with one day to work on whatever it is you want to work on with your passion project or side hustle 
and do things you enjoy on the weekend and be social with other people. So we all know it's hard and we don't have a lot of time. So I think that making plans with your friends to do things that you would already be doing. So like working out or working out or going to workout classes. Like if you already are going to a workout class or working out, you know, invite a friend to go with you and that can be time you spend together. Maybe you just grab a coffee afterwards or a smoothie or something and that'll just add a little bit of time onto your day, but that way you can actually like talk to them Um, because obviously in a workout class, you can't really talk to them, but it's still spending time with them and like being social and same thing with like going out to eat. Like you're going to be eating dinner anyways. So that's a great way to sort of multitask with, you know, making sure you're seeing your friends and getting that social, uh, battery charged, I guess, if that's something that, you know, is really important to you. And like I said earlier with like learning, um, for me, like when I was learning, how to like figure out a podcast. If you're trying to increase your knowledge or expertise for your passion project or side hustle, I think listening to podcasts or videos while commuting to work or doing your chores, instead of taking time out of your free time, like your resting and self-care time, um, you can allow yourself to listen to those things while you're commuting to work or doing your chores or anything like that. But obviously if you're like learning as in studying for an exam or something, you probably need to set like time aside that's only dedicated to that. I just meant like if you're just trying to get some good tips or some inspiration for something, um, that kind of learning. Number two is to know how you rest and make time for it and prioritize it. And I know this might sound counterintuitive because I'm sitting here telling you about how to manage, you know, doing a lot of things. And I'm sitting here emphasizing the importance of rest, but it's so important. I'm not like sitting here telling you like, oh, rest is important. I'm telling you that, but I'm also telling you knowing how you rest is important because if you are resting in the wrong ways, you are never going to feel recharged enough to give yourself to something else outside of your nine to five. And this is especially true if you work a job that drains you. Um, My job can be very draining and I have to make sure that I rest in ways that are restful to me, like specifically, because if I'm like forcing myself to do a form of rest that doesn't actually really do anything for me and recharge me, it's just going to cause me more stress because I'm not going to feel rested after doing that thing. I'm going to realize I wasted time doing it. And then I'm going to be like scrambling to try and get things done and then panic that I wasted time and it's this whole mess. But I can't do this podcast episode and give people advice on working hard without mentioning the importance of rest and knowing how you personally recharge and rest. And like I mentioned a second ago, I am an active rester. And I remember like this is one of the first things I had talked about in therapy when I was in therapy. I was just telling my therapist, I I don't know what kind of conversation we were on. I think it was when we were just talking about like my transition to like my job and just like struggling with my job and my career and everything. And she was, you know, asking how I kind of like coped with it and like what I do to rest. And I was like, honestly, I don't really feel like I rest very well. And she was kind of like asking me what I meant. And I was telling her that I just really don't feel like I can rest the way, you know, most people do. And I was telling her that I'll have days where it's like all I want to do is sit in bed and just be lazy and, you know, watch Netflix or literally sit on my phone. But then the second I like, after I've been doing it for 30 minutes, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm bored. This is just not 
this isn't doing anything for me. I don't really actually feel like this is increasing my energy or providing me much value. And your rest doesn't necessarily need to increase your energy right away because that's, you know, the whole purpose of rest is so you can like rest and chill. But if you're resting properly, when you come out of that rest, you're going to feel more energized um, and properly for you. And that's my issue is like, I, I'll think that way. And then I start doing it and then I'm like, this just isn't it. And sometimes when I feel that way, I usually know that it's a sign that I haven't been doing the things that are truly restful for me because I'm craving a form of rest that isn't really true to me. Um, because that's just like my brain scrambling and being restless and being like, okay, you haven't given yourself true rest. That's good for you. That allows you to recharge. So now you just feel completely burnt out and you feel like you just need to lay on the couch all day long and literally like not get up for anything. And for some people, that's how they rest. And you know what? If that's how you rest, you need to honor that. But for me personally, that's not how I rest. And I was, you know, telling my therapist that I thought something was wrong with me because I'm that way. And she was just like, no, you know, some people just recharge differently than others. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, you know, we're not all one size fits all human beings. We all know this. And, um, knowing that and like hearing that was very, um, comforting for me because I truly was starting to believe that like something was wrong with me because I, you know, like my boyfriend's kind of the opposite and he needs like full removal rest and meaning like he just needs to be kind of engaged in more mindless stuff. And for me personally, if I'm doing something mindless, I have to also be doing something stimulating with it. But he is the type to like really love to just like watch movies and watch like his favorite TV shows or, um, you know, just stuff like that and just do more mindless things. Whereas that's just not how I rest. And I would so badly want to like, you know, sit on the couch and watch movies all day with him on like a rainy Saturday. But like, I can barely sit through half of a movie without like feeling like it's just not, I don't know. Sometimes I can, but most of the time that's just not how I can rest. So for me personally, my resting typically looks like reading a book, but like doing it in a setting that I really enjoy, like maybe taking a warm bath, which I took a hot bath earlier this week and it was miserable. I don't take baths often. This is such a tangent, but I have to mention it. How do you all enjoy hot baths? Like I literally just always feel like I'm going to faint and I just, I don't know. I just don't like the way it feels. But then I like let some of the water drain and I put cold water in and it was great and I loved it. So I was like, okay, note to self, never take a hot bath again because I've been missing out on these like cold-ish lukewarm baths because it was actually very relaxing. But um, anyways, I love reading, which that's like something that is, you know, restful in and of itself because it doesn't require like physical activity, you know, but it's still somewhat stimulating and it just like makes me feel good. And I also love, you know, like spending time with my dog and like going on like light walks, like that kind of stuff is so so restful for me spending time in the sun um being outdoors and that kind of thing and that's just kind of like how I recharge and that's something that really makes me feel rested in my soul granted some of those things may not be physically resting but I do physically rest my body plenty because I sit at a desk all day for the most part so I'm not really worried about that but um and that might be why I'm an active rester because I am you know, literally stationary all day. And even if I'm standing at my standing desk, I am in one spot all day long. So it's like, it kind of makes sense that I'm more of an active rester because why would I want to 
be stationary for an even longer amount of time outside of like my desk job and do something that requires me to be in one area. So I think it's so, so important for you to just really reflect and, you know, think about yourself, think about the things you do that like afterwards you feel just recharge from and you may not have like this crazy amount of energy or anything but you just feel like your soul's kind of at rest at peace and you just feel recharged from what are those things for you and think of what kind of gets you to that state and make sure you make time for it and prioritize it you don't have to do this every single day by any means but you best believe like you need to be doing whatever that form of rest is and prioritizing it at bare minimum once a week or you will absolutely burn out and this will not work for you number three is to accept that you will be making sacrifices this is just a hard truth and a hard pill to swallow i feel like a lot of people avoid occupying their free time with something else whether it's a passion project or side hustle because it causes them to make a sacrifice somewhere else and the truth is if you're doing something you truly love and care about you won't have a problem making a few sacrifices A lot of people have an all or nothing mindset with this, and this is kind of something I definitely had starting out, where you feel like, or you you tell yourself, if I start this side hustle or this just putting time into this passion project, I have to sacrifice everything, like all of my time outside of my job. But chances are, once you get started, you'll realize that you can really just make small sacrifices in a few areas. And that tends to work itself out best based on what you naturally care about most and prioritize. Like you will naturally start to shave time off of doing some things to make time for whatever it is you're wanting to add into your schedule. Like for me personally, I am a pretty introverted person. Um, Seeing friends and being social once a week is enough for me. And that in and of itself, like in college, I definitely saw people and I was social much more than that. And now that I have a nine to five and I have a lot less free time, I've shaved off, you know, instead of seeing friends three times a week, I really just see friends one or two times a week. And I kind of bought back more of my time that way. And same thing with um, like watching um, TV and stuff. Like I feel like that's something that's very common for people to do like on weeknights and everything. And that's just something I probably only do. Like I watch whatever TV show that my boyfriend and I are watching together, we probably do that like twice a week. And I don't really do that every single night type of thing. And I think that it's just a hard pill to swallow that, you know, you have to make sacrifices because it forces us to accept that we're no longer like we, or we think that we're no longer going to be doing something. But the truth is like, you can still be doing it. You might just not be doing it as often and as frequently. And honestly, that's just going to turn into you valuing, like you will value that thing more if you're not doing it as much. So like, for example, if you do love to watch TV um, after work, but you're really wanting to start a side hustle and it's like, okay, I typically watch three hours of TV every night. Um, how about I cut it out to three hours only three or four nights a week and then have those other nights free. Then you will cherish those three or four nights that you're actually watching it so much more and it's going to mean so much more to you. Or you're going to realize, wait, I didn't even really care about doing that in the first place. I was just doing it because I didn't have any, I didn't like try to do anything else with my time. And if that happens, then that's something that you can really like shave time off of and be like, okay, I don't care as much about this. I don't have to prioritize it, prioritize it as much as other things in my life so I can make some more room for whatever it is I need to be doing on the side. So I think that 
once you can accept, you'll be making sacrifices and just realize that no, it does not mean you're not going to be able to do anything anymore. It generally just means you're going to be doing some things less, if that makes sense. Number four is very straightforward. Weekends are your best friend. And this is kind of just something I'm used to with college. I was used to doing something every day. Um, I would have days where I didn't have class, but on those days I was typically either like really hardcore studying or I was really hardcore grinding out YouTube videos. And then on the weekends, I was pretty much always doing something on Saturdays and Sundays and I never really had a true day off and I'm kind of used to that. But for me personally, since my, you know, like nine to five is Monday through Friday, my weekends um, are kind of just like what I utilize to get the bulk of my work done for content creating and being like a YouTuber slash influencer, whatever you want to call it. And it's just how it is. And the thing is, I'm going to get into it in a second, but you don't have to give up your entire weekend. It's kind of like the whole um, making sacrifices thing I just talked about. You don't have to sacrifice your entire weekend. You don't have to sacrifice an entire day. Like you just have to find what works for you. But I think that, you know, yes, you need to rest and recharge on the weekends. And yes, you need to, you know, see your friends and socialize and all this stuff. But if you're very serious about whatever it is that you're going after and adding into your schedule, if you really and truly care about it, like you're going to be looking forward to the weekend because you get to spend a few hours like working on that thing, whatever it may be. Um, And definitely taking advantage of weekends is just important. And it doesn't mean that you have to like do this every single weekend, but I think taking advantage of weekends where you're in the mood to work on your side hustle, your passion project, like ride that feeling out and ride it as long as you can because there are going to be weekends where you don't feel like touching it at all and you'll be so thankful for the weekend before when you, you know, got ahead or you really worked on your side hustle so that now you don't really have to worry about doing it the next weekend because you took that extra time out of last weekend to do it and you're able to truly rest like you want to this weekend, that kind of thing. The next thing, um, this is not unconventional advice, this is conventional, but I have to put it in there because I feel like if I'm doing this episode, I have to at least share my routine a little bit. Um, Have a routine or schedule and stick to it. Procrastination, a lot of people probably don't want to hear this, but procrastination will ruin your consistency and your desire. And this is because it turns things into, in your mind, you start looking looking at it as, I have to do this, rather than I want to do this because the second something turns into last minute and it needs to be done ASAP, it's, you know, yes, that will get you to do it, but it's going to take the joy out of it. And a lot of people don't realize that with procrastinating. And because you're doing things because you have to do them and that's the way you see them when you procrastinate, instead of getting it done um, earlier when you're wanting to do it, it's going to naturally create some resentment for whatever the task is when you otherwise would have probably enjoyed doing it. Um, like for example, for me, like if I had a YouTube video due for a brand in five days and I waited until the fourth night to do it, I would be like, oh my gosh, I have to stay up tonight and finish. I have to like do this video, edit this video And it's not going to be as good quality because I put it off. I'm not going to be as happy with it. 
and I'm going to dread doing it and it's going to cause resentment for editing videos and filming content in turn because I saved it for last minute and I got pushed myself into this I have to do it mindset. Whereas if I would have done it on, you know, three days before it was due, I would have some time to, you know, really think about what I wanted to do and ride any little bit of inspiration I had and just get it done and not be in a rush with it. And people don't realize how much peace comes with not procrastinating. I used to be like a huge procrastinator because that was how I got so much done. I feel like for a period of time in college, I would wait until the last minute. But yes, sometimes that's the only way people can get things done. But if you can truly just figure out and teach yourself to, you know, work on a schedule, be always be a little bit ahead and just stay consistent with that it provides so much more peace because when you procrastinate and you save things for the last minute, you're putting yourself on a time crunch and a lot of the time you're not giving yourself as much time as you truly need to do something. It literally creates stress. And as I get older, I want nothing more than to do things that make me feel at peace because I've I've literally had enough stress and I'm just over it. And so now it's like, okay, what can I do to add back peace in my life? And something that adds back peace in my life is not procrastinating with stuff and you know being able to take my freaking time like not being rushed is so nice as you get older and I feel like when you're rushed you're just frantic you forget things obviously things aren't done in as good quality as they could be so when you are truly just allowing yourself to take your time you are going to appreciate what you're doing more. You're not going to build up that resentment on accident for it when it's something that you actually do enjoy doing and you'll just feel much more at peace. And getting ahead just truly creates so much freedom in your schedule and a lot of people don't see that. You know, people think that getting ahead means you're having to work 10 times harder, but that's really not the case. It truly just means you have a schedule and you've stuck to stuck to it for a period of time and it actually gives you so much more peace. And It gives you flexibility for when you don't feel well or if you just need an extra day of rest, if you're going to be traveling or if you make plans, if you have something come up or an emergency, whatever it may be, you're not going to have to be like, oh my gosh, I have this paper due tomorrow for school, but all of a sudden I feel so sick that I like can't hold my eyes open because I'm sensitive to light and I don't want to look at my computer. Super random example. I know. But if you were ahead, you could be like, wow, like I'm so thankful I got that paper done and now I can just like actually rest and take tonight off instead of having to force yourself to work through something that is going to suck working through and getting ahead is so nice. And for me personally, like my schedule, um, I wanted to like share a little bit of insight into it. I edit my videos on the weekend because editing videos is the most time consuming thing associated with being a content creator for me and like all the things I do um and then second is planning out my podcast and then recording it generally always takes from 45 minutes to an hour but planning out the podcast can take anywhere from 30 minutes to like three hours and editing a YouTube video can take anywhere from an hour it's generally more so closer to two hours but an hour if it's a shorter video but most of my videos are longer so it's usually like two plus hours And, um, I'm definitely way more efficient with it now than I used to be. So sometimes it doesn't take that full amount of time, 
but I save my weekend to do those tasks because obviously during the week I don't have as much time since I have a typical, you know, desk job. And I just personally suggest doing the most time consuming thing on the weekend and just play around with whether you like to set aside a specific day and time for it. Like if you want to get it all done Friday night so that you can enjoy your whole weekend, do that. Um, or if you're somebody who wants to do a little bit each day so that you can not burn yourself out on it in one day and then allow yourself to just kind of still do things you want to do every day, but also still get a little bit done each day, then do that. But you have to experiment with both to figure out which one you like more, depending on how much I have to do. Like if I have a much longer video I need to edit, I'm probably going to try to get through all of the video edits as in like cutting out the content I don't want for my clips and getting all of that done um, one night and then the next day, adding in all of like my text overlays in my music and then the next day scheduling it to go live, adding all the links, making the thumbnail. So kind of breaking up the tasks instead of having to sit there and do it all in one sitting. And I tend to do a little bit each day of the weekend, um, but sometimes I will do it all in one sitting. Not all meaning record my podcast, plan my podcast, and edit a video. I just mean like some days I will, you know, edit an entire video in one sitting. But I'd say like 70% of the time I am doing a little bit each day of the weekend. And if I have time during the week, which I I definitely have time during the week, um, especially outside of busy season, to do little things here and there. So sometimes... You know, maybe adding in the links for a YouTube video, I may do that like the night before it goes live on like Tuesday night or Wednesday morning or something. But I think saving those smaller, more manageable tasks and to-dos for the weekdays is the way to go. Like I just mentioned with, you know, maybe adding in those links. That's something that if I don't have a ton of links, it's really only going to take me like 20 minutes to do it. So that's something I can do before I go to bed one night or when I get done with work for the day or while I'm eating my dinner, while I'm eating my breakfast, whatever. Um, other things that you kind of can lump into this category for things to do during the week that are smaller and more manageable, making any like phone calls you need to make, responding to emails. Um, you know, if you're like a YouTuber and you have to make revisions to content or edits, um, whatever it is you're doing, just you know for your specific passion project or side hustle what those smaller, more manageable tasks are. You just need to identify them. And then just like kind of keep a running to-do list of like the things you need to do for your side hustle and passion project and kind of break your tasks up. Are these, you know, big tasks? Are they small tasks? If they're small, what can I get done in these like 30 spare minutes I have on a Wednesday night? And if they're big, how could I break this up over the weekend so I don't feel overwhelmed and I can like still enjoy my weekend? And that's just kind of how I do it. So it's kind of a usually always me editing on the weekends and getting I get a lot of my content creating stuff done on the weekends like 90% of it and then 10% of it's during the week and it's very small tasks such as scheduling the video communicating with my talent manager responding to emails um that kind of thing getting content ready to go live um those like final steps I guess for the whole production of it number six is something I've mentioned before in another episode I don't remember what episode it was in but stacking your errands and saving the time you spend in the car. This is especially important if you live in a big city or you live somewhere where things are really spread out. Um, I just, we spend a lot of time of our lives in the car, or at least I know I do. 
just try to do all your errands in one outing so you can minimize the amount of times you are commuting back and forth from place to place because that eats so much time out of your day and it's a great way to buy some of your time back that you can reinvest into your side hustle and passion project. So if you're going to the gym, for example, and you know you need groceries, do a curbside grocery order. There is curbside at like every grocery store now. There's no reason you shouldn't be doing curbside unless you just like absolutely must go in the store. If you're somebody who needs more time in their life, if you like feel like you need more time in your life and you're trying to buy back more of your time, seriously start doing curbside. It will change your life. I save so much time by not having to physically shop in the grocery store every week. And, you know, like I said, for example, if you know you're going to a workout class or going to the gym, place a grocery pickup order for on your way back from the gym so that while you're already out you can go ahead and get that done with and boom like with one outing you have knocked out your exercise and picking up your groceries for the week or if you have to run to the post office or if you need to run by so-and-so's house or you got to stop by your office just try to do everything in one outing because there are some days like on the weekends when I'll run multiple errands but it's like I'll run a few in the morning and then I'll come home. I'll do some other stuff at home and then I'll go back out in the evening. And I always am like kicking myself in the evening when I'm like, oh, why didn't I like run to the grocery store earlier today? Or why didn't I go do this earlier today? Which I will say Trader Joe's does not have curbside. And that is like the one store that I go to where I like physically have to walk in the store. But I typically only go to Trader Joe's like every two weeks or every three weeks. And when I go to Trader Joe's, that, that this is when I feel like this happens most. It's like Saturday morning, I'll go on a walk, go to a workout class or whatever. I'll go run an errand and then I'll come home and I'll be like, oh, I need to go to Trader Joe's. And then I'll go back out to Trader Joe's and I'll always get so mad that I like went back out to do it because it's like I was literally over in this area earlier and I just didn't go and I just like wasted time coming all the way back home and then going all the way back out, which in a big city with traffic that's always a pain and it's just so important to try and stack your errands as much as you can doing them all in one day and one outing if possible is going to save you so much time because you're going to be eliminating so much time that you spend in the car and going off of that number seven is to take advantage of efficiencies what i mean by this is we live in a very evolved world (laughs) you know like we are no longer having to walk to the bank and you know get physically get our money and request our money from a you know bank teller to get our money like we may have to do that sometimes for certain things now but we can literally transfer stuff from our phones we can send emails we can you know do all these things that are much more efficient we have grocery pickup we have meal delivery kits we can order online and order ahead for things and yes some of these things do you do have to pay a premium because you are paying for the convenience but that's literally just general economics and opportunity costs and how life works you guys like you have to decide how much is your time worth there are some things where i'm like i will absolutely not pay the premium for the time that this saves me like for example I am probably not going to ever pay for expedited shipping on something unless I like absolutely need it right away. I, my like money for that to me, it's not worth like spending the money there and I'd rather just wait. However, when it comes to my time as somebody who is very busy, 
I value the time I spend doing things. That was an example that like doesn't really involve me spending time doing something. But for me, like getting HelloFresh every week for three meals has been just absolutely life-changing. And of course, I'm so blessed and thankful to have the money to pay for, you know, a meal kit service because I know that they can be expensive. I think that there are a lot of options out there now. And there are some that I also love that I I just happen to use HelloFresh because it it would just be too much work to like hop around between different ones. But I also um, have tried like Green Chef, Home Chef, like a lot of other ones, and they've all been great. So I truly think that, you know, if you were somebody who was extremely busy, I mean, like I used to spend probably like a good two hours a week looking for, you know, recipes on Pinterest or on Instagram and taking my inventory of the kitchen and like, okay, do I have this random freaking seasoning that needs to go in this random recipe I found on Pinterest this week? Like having to take the time to do that was such a burden to me. And I felt it. Like I would always loathe making my grocery list and planning my grocery trip and having to figure out my meals for the week. Like in college, I kind of enjoyed doing it, but it got to a point, like once I got in grad school, I was like, this is literally so annoying. And then once we moved to Houston, that's when I, and I like started working and everything. I was like, there is absolutely no way in hell I'm going to be bothered to spend a couple hours on my weekend on top of everything else that I have to jam pack into my weekend because we just simply do not have a time to do the things that life requires of us. I was like, I'm not going to be bothered to be planning out meals on top of this and yes I still do plan out two meals but I just have like in my head it's usually taco salad or some variation of tacos and some sort of like easy pasta or some kind of dish like that salad I don't know something like that and I'm usually able to just like mentally pull from those and I know all the ingredients I need for them so I can just like quickly add them to my cart and place the curbside order um so that's an example of an efficiency to take advantage of one that doesn't maybe cost as much and doesn't isn't as doesn't even have a premium with it really. Grocery pickups like curbside, it doesn't cost anything, or at least it doesn't for HEB to place a curbside order, and or it's not anything extra. So if you're finding that you just feel like you are being stretched thin and you don't have a lot of time, but you are going to the grocery store twice a week and spending a minimum of thirty minutes in there both of those times during the week, do a curbside order. It's just going to be so much faster. I feel like it really saves you a lot of money at the end of the day too because you're not like just grabbing things off the shelf that you see when you're walking around in store. Granted, you can scroll through the app and find things, but I'm not going to spend my time scrolling through a grocery app, honestly, and personally. So I just feel like taking advantage of little efficiencies is a great way for you to buy your time back and really allow yourself to have more time for your side hustle or passion project and same thing with like ordering food online and ordering ahead for if you're getting a coffee in the morning you know like place your online order for the coffee and save yourself time that way so you're not having to wait in line and wait for it to be made and same thing for if you're picking up a to-go dinner like don't like walk up tell them what you want and sit there and wait for it for 20 minutes to be made. Like place the order online. Like it literally just saves you so much time. And like little things like that can save you so much time in the grand scheme of things, especially when you think of all of them added up. So if you think about the time, you, if you get coffee every single morning, think of the time you could save if you place your grocery order online and did curbside pickup and you ordered your coffee ahead all five mornings and you ordered any takeout dinners 
ahead online. Like you guarantee, I guarantee you, you saved like a minimum of like an hour and a half or two hours out of your week just from doing those things. And even little things like at home workouts versus having to go somewhere like yeah, you have a gym that you have a membership to, but say you just have a really busy day and, you know, getting in the car and getting to the gym and taking that extra 20 minutes out of your day just sounds like a burden, but you really want to move your body. Literally just move your couch back and pull something up on YouTube because that's going to save you some time at the end of the day, like if that's what it boils down to. And, or if you live in an apartment, you have an apartment gym, but you like your other gym more, like, but you have a really busy day and you need to save time go to your apartment gym instead. It's going to be fine to do for one day. And I think that finding those little efficiency pockets where you can just make things easier on yourself is such a game changer, especially when you realize like how much time it saves you when you do it consistently. And last but not least, um, I wanted to end on the best notes. Please know that you don't always have to be doing the quickest thing possible and the most efficient thing possible. And I know you're probably like, Abby, you literally just elaborated for like 15 minutes on taking advantage of efficiencies. Yes, I did. But truly listen to yourself and slow down when you feel like it. But I think having a standard, like your standard baseline should be taking advantage of those efficiency pockets. And then when you have a little more time, when you have a little bit slower of a week, practice patience and not living in a rush and not hurrying things and making things quicker than they need to be and do things the slow way when you feel like it and when you have time for it and let doing things the slow way be your exception so have that standard of you know taking advantage of the efficiencies and doing your online ordering and everything like that but say you have a little bit slower of a week maybe you got a little bit ahead and you have a little bit more time this week cherish that time talking to the barista and having your coffee order instead of placing it on the phone and just taking things slow or cherish your stroll through the grocery store that you don't usually take i am a hundred percent an advocate of like truly listening to yourself with these things because i think that some people could have listened to this whole episode and been like wow you just sound like you're really advocating for living a very hurried and rushed life but trust me you guys like All of these things probably initially on the surface sound like that, but doing them creates more time, which in turn allows you to live a little bit more slowly at the end of the day. Granted, yes, you're going to have times where you are a little bit more busy, but all in all, like it's literally creating more time for yourself, which is more peace, more slowness, and more happiness in my opinion. Um, But like I said, you don't have to be doing the most efficient, the most quick thing possible all the time. You know, there will be times when you're like, you know what? I just really feel like strolling through Target right now for my groceries or Whole Foods or Aldi or wherever you shop, whatever it is. And when your body and your mind is like, oh, I kind of feel like going to the store right now, go to the flipping store and take it slow and do it that way because that's like what you're wanting to do. And sometimes that's me, you know, I'll sometimes feel like physically going into HEB and walking around in it. And typically like I will feel this way probably like once every like six weeks, I'm like, oh, you know what? I feel like kind of doing my grocery shopping in person today. So when I feel like that and I have the time to do it, I'm going to go do it. And I'm going to honor that because that's what I want to do. And it kind of helps you to slow down and not live in that constant state of, oh, I'm trying to do everything the most efficient way possible. Um, Because we're not, you know, 
machines. We're not made to operate at 100% productive efficiency all the time. So it's good to slow down and force yourself to just take things slow, be patient, and don't be rushed because being rushed creates stress and creates like craziness and it's going to cause you to forget things and be just feel like you're really spread out thin. So making sure you do take that time to slow down when you actually feel like it is so special. And same thing with like eating in a restaurant versus like takeout or getting delivery. Like it's an experience and you need that experience as a human sometimes. So like don't get so caught up in the easiest thing. And that's like a good life lesson in general. You know, like there's going to be an easy way and there's going to be a hard way. And the easy thing to do is to get your food door dash, but and eat with your significant other while watching TV. But it's also really important to have an experience with your significant other of maybe eating your dinner at a restaurant and actually having a conversation and, you know, being more present with each other instead of like watching something while you're eating dinner. Little things like that um, is what I mean by not always having to do the most efficient thing ever and not doing the quickest thing possible. And I think that it's so important. And I wanted to end on that note because I didn't want any of y'all to like listen to this episode and be like, gosh, another person who's so bought in the hustle culture. Because no, I'm literally, literally telling you that all of this stuff, once you just like really personalize it to you, you're going to end up freeing up time in your schedule and you're going to feel so liberated when you realize that you have so much more time than you do to do whatever it is that you're wanting to chase after, whether it's a side hustle or a passion project. And you're going to be like, I had it all wrong all along. Like, wow, I thought that I needed to sacrifice everything. And I thought that I needed to, you know, do all this crazy stuff. And that I'd have to be busy 24-7. But like, no, I'm telling you ways to buy some of, back, buy some of your time back for yourself. But also telling you the importance of learning how you rest. And honoring that and also like allowing yourself to live slow when you feel like it because living slow is so underrated and you do not need to be in a rush and doing the quickest thing possible all the time and that is all of the I guess unconventional tips if that's what we want to call it I know some of them weren't unconventional but that's everything I have for you all um so more so this episode I guess was more so about time management with you know having a side hustle or passion project and a nine to five at the same time and I hope that you all really enjoyed it and I think it's hopefully going to be super helpful because I feel like it's very it's more prevalent now more than ever for people to have more than just their nine to five going on because we're all realizing that these nine to fives just aren't cutting it by themselves aren't they guys um or at least that's what it seems that seems to be the case with all the conversations I have with people and what I see on social media so hang in there and um i hope that this episode was helpful and be sure to follow in bloom podcast on instagram it's just at in bloom podcast it's always in the show notes follow me on social media if you want to and check out my youtube channel and um join the in bloom podcast facebook group and i will talk to you all next week thanks so much for listening